0: Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes,
1: For it's dangerous to go alone.
0: This is The Legend of Retro.
1: Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. I am The Glitch. With me this week is Chops. That's me! And Craig WK. That's me. How you guys doing?
0: Doing well. How are you doing there, pimple?
1: I don't know. I got this rash. I've been scratching at all day.
0: Yeah, you got some zits, too. Mm-hmm. I don't it's top just...
1: them, either. I just leave
0: them there. What if this whole episode was just us talking about how gross the glitch is?
1: Dark Queen!
0: <laughs> That's you,
2: right, Craig? It is.
1: Eh, get in your T-Bird and get out of here. I used to own a T-Bird. Uh, I've owned two of them before, actually. I think you mentioned that in our Battletoads Double Dragon episode.
3: Uh, yes,
1: I did, because I really enjoyed that light cloud uh, or sky blue uh, uh, T-Bird. So if you haven't figured it out, this week we are covering Battletoads for the NES. Craig, yeah. what's up with it's like
0: Battletoads? a classic game.
1: Developed by Rare for the NES and released on June
3: 1st, 1991, this platforming beat up Features two anthropomorphic toads named Rash and Zits who must battle the Dark Queen's forces to rescue their friends Pimple and Princess Angelica. Oh yeah. I can't even say it with a straight
0: face. <laughs> Is probably the dumbest names for toads. <laughs> don't know.
3: Well, I don't know. I, I think I think given the era, the nineties were filled with gross out humor
0: yeah that's true
3: and let's face it rare made this to capitalize on the craze of teenage mutant ninja turtles
0: it's obvious
3: oh super obvious
0: anthropomorphic
1: yeah. toads like that's it's a it's so close to turtles you know they they almost named this game amphibians amphibians with a z
0: amphibians, yeah like beings Oh, amphibian. I don't know. I I, don't know.
1: Oh. I think it was supposed to be like humans mixed with amphiphomorphic and with a Z at the end.
0: Amphibians. Yeah. That's terrible. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Yeah,
1: it's a really bad name. Uh, but yeah, I know I agree with Chops about the or you know guys about the names because I don't know. Can they just be like wart slime and like tongue or something? Oh. Like well, something
2: think something about like
1: frog it. Frog or toady lake. Think about it.
3: You have uh, popular shows like Ren and Stimpy are popping up. Uh, you know, gross-out humor is huge in the '90s. So when they sat down to like make the names, I I think in hindsight, yeah, we look at it and it's like, oh yeah, these are kind of gross names. Like, why would you bother? But at the time, you know, they probably were spitballing ideas, and one of them was like, well, why don't we just name them like I don't know, Hopper? And the other was like. That's not edgy enough.
0: <laughs> well, like, this is the this is, is this the start of Rare?
3: No, is this Rare, just, Rare had been around. Yeah, Rare had been around for a bit, but I think that this is the first game that really started to put them on the map because you know mm-hmm. you had like what Snake Rattle and Roll, Uh you know, you had like what Wizards and Warriors. Like you had some some decent hits from Rare before this, of course. Uh, But I think this is the game that's, I mean, it had a cartoon. Not a successful one, but a cartoon nonetheless.
0: Let's let's be honest. All the cartoons from the 90s that were based off video games, not successful.
1: Let me ask you something. Did you guys watch the cartoon?
0: No, no. Uh, So it was just, yeah, go ahead, Greg. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I've
1: only seen like clips on YouTube. Okay. So it it was just a pilot because it never got picked up. And I owned this on the VHS as a kid.
0: Really? You like yes. recording the pilot off TV? No,
1: like it's the like the original like art box. Like I got it from the store when I was a kid, or my mom got it from the store when I was a kid, and I used to watch it all the time. But it was just the one like twenty three minute episode. How <laughs> bad was George it? Is. Uh so I will say it was written by David Wise. But not that David Wise. It was uh, another uh, writer, also named David Wise, because David Wise is a composer. Uh, but uh, it it was weird. I don't know. Like you can tell, it was like the first episode, and they were trying to push it. But you know, it tells the story of like teenagers that uh, T Bird and the Princess found, and they gave them this like battle toad essence, and it turned them into battle toads. <laughs> really? And, then, and they had like the the ability to like sw- you know switch back and forth from their toad figures to back to their teenage I, life
0: they really should have just made it that they were from a planet that <laughs> was like humanized toads like that's really all you should have like there's the origin story
3: yeah <laughs> it really it, well that's the, the story as it seems in the video game right because in the video game it's just like oh one of the battle toads is hanging out with princess angelica oh no the dark queen has kidnapped
1: them you gotta go get them toads and, like, that's it, right? So the way they explain it in the cartoon is there's, like, the, the warriors of that galaxy, they were the battletoes, but they were wiped out. But they mm-hmm. had, like, the essence to change other people into the battletoes.
0: Uh, yeah, that's fluff for no reason. Right <laughs> yeah, here. that's needless.
3: They, they could have cut out a good, like, ten minutes of that episode and put in more uh, turbobike uh, riding. Right. right. But I will say it had a great intro song,
1: as, as most cartoons from the early 90s did.
3: Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's chat a little bit about,
1: uh, the The terrible gameplay, terrible terrible. gameplay. Well, okay. So I say terrible for the fact that it's just backwards when you want to play two player.
3: Oh yes, Two player is a, is a whole nother story. We're, we're, we've, we don't have the hours of the day to really (laughs) delve into the bad two player mode, but we'll get to that. First is just, let's give the basis of the game. All right. It's a beat-em-up, and uh, it has Rare's charm to it. Uh, you know, the, the sprite art and stuff looks great. When the Toads get surprised when, like, a boss appears, their their eyes bug out and their mouths drop down. Like, it's real cartoony. I really enjoy that. Uh, and the game is incredibly difficult.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. and And it's... I don't know, like... So in beat 'em ups previous to this, what, what was what would have been released previous to this? Most of your classic like double, double dragon, yeah. C ransom. Like when you say cartoony and when you say difficult, like I feel like the cartoony undercuts the difficulty. So you don't really realize what's happening because like when you go to beat up a guy like some one of the dude's fists turns into like a bell or their foot gets gigantic and like they do these like ridiculous things that I feel like distracts you from the difficulty of the game a little bit. Which is kind of nice. Right. Yeah,
3: I would I would agree with that. I, looking at it, you wouldn't think Battletoads was difficult. You would right. think it's cartoony. Like, why would this be challenging? Yeah. Uh, but it's exceedingly difficult. Like, the beat up part's not really. It's mostly, no. like, the platforming type stuff and the, the like, you know, uh, the
1: turbo tunnel and things like that. And the fact that, like, a lot of things in the game, like spikes and pit holes, they kill you instantly. So you're constantly losing lives and there aren't enough ways to earn one-ups in the game.
0: Yeah, and and I feel like there's a weird disconnect between the characters and like the 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 floor and like plane that they're on. Because sometimes like when you think you're you make a jump like like when you go to land it's like, nah, you didn't make it You're like, I know, like I jumped on the over that camp. I totally made it. But you just go right past it and you fall into the pit and you're dead. Like, I feel like there's that weird, like, specificness to the range of movement on levels. Yeah. The hitboxes oh. and
1: stuff. Yeah. So, but I also feel like, and this is odd for me saying for an NES game, but it's too long. So there's 12 levels. Yeah. And, and I consider myself pretty good at the game. I still have not beaten it. Uh, but well, like, I think I think if they removed the warps and just made it, like, six, seven levels then people wouldn't really be having an issue with beating this game.
0: I don't think it's a lot of copy paste. I think in there that they did with the, like the turbo tunnel type level. And then there's like two more other races that are throughout the game. Um,
1: I wouldn't necessarily see that. Cause they uh, like the two other auto scrollers in the game. One, you're like on a surfboard, it's in water and there's different items. And then one, you're in like a jet and you're dodging beams and it's not like ramps or anything like
2: that. Well, but then
0: you also have the, is it the black hole level?
1: The black hole level.
0: Yeah, where you're being chased by a black hole. <laughs> oh oh like
1: yeah, where you're on the unicycle.
0: Yeah, that's another yeah. one. Yeah, that's like true. That's like, true. like the, I mean, it's like they took this gimmick of like we're gonna make these really hard, like vehicle ask levels, and just like put a whole bunch of them in there. And yeah. that and that's and part of the game is like that's where the difficulty ramps hard. Yeah, it's it's those levels, and then you have, have like a weird platforming level in, in between, and even those are sometimes difficult. But it's those are more or less difficult, I think, for the reason that I explained earlier is that weird, like hitbox and plane issue that they have going on.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, a lot uh, of the... go, go ahead, Greg. Nope, nope you. you go first. Nope,
0: nope. You. Oh yes. Nope. Do this the whole day. Keep going. You, me, I, you, me.
1: me, you, me, I you.
3: will speak. <laughs> I. No, I forgot what I was gonna say. No, I <laughs> uh, I I think that I would like Battletoads more if it stuck to one idea and ran with it. Like if Battletoads was just a beat-em-up, I think that I would have played it a lot more as a kid. I rented it like maybe once or twice. And, you know, when you get to like the turbo tunnel, it's just like, what happened to beating people up? Like what is going on? Uh, you know, and if you look at a beat 'em up like uh uh Turtles in time, which I hail is you know probably about the best beat 'em up ever, you have the the you know the different style levels where you're riding around, but it's still about beating people up like they yeah. they worked that into the gameplay, so it's really uh kind of a jarring experience to to go from beating people up, going down a rope and knocking enemies off the sides to the turbo tunnel. To, you know, races and, you know, all these weird, like, running through ice caves, all this stuff.
0: Yeah, fighting snowmen. Yeah, fighting snowmen fighting in giant, Fighting cave. giant worms that are going through tunnels and a spiked pit, uh, going through a drain system.
1: We don't fight the snakes.
0: Like, again, but still. ride the snakes.
1: But, in any event...
0: You know, but yes, there's a lot
1: of well, I mean, there's a lot of variety. And that's another reason why I said, I mean, if the if the game was only six levels and it wasn't just more and more of difficult. And uh, when I say difficult, I, I want to say this game reminds me a little bit of like Dragon Lair because it's trial and error. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not so much that the non-platforming parts are super hard. But it's a guessing game. Like you don't know what's about to come next. And when you die, it's the same every time. There's no RNG. It's not random.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: like when you do the turbo tunnel, it's always the same ramps. It's always the same jumps. It's always well, the same. there is some barriers.
0: randomness, I think, in, in the later racing levels.
1: So in the in the uh the surf one, the the mines are random, and in the jet one, the missiles are random. That's that's about it.
0: Okay. Everything else is not random. That's
3: still kind of frustrating to deal with, that you can memorize the rest of the game, but there are parts that they're going to get you on, you
0: know? (laughs) The thing is that, like, this game demands you to memorize everything. Unlike Super Mario Brothers, where, like, yeah, you you can memorize things. Super (laughs) Mario Brothers 3, for example, you can memorize some levels. But chances are the skills that you've learned playing the games will get you through the level without you having to memorize where every enemy spawn is, how they attack, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This game, it's like you just have to have pattern recognition and you have to be able to know, I'm going to be doing this jump later. I'm going to have to go and time this one. Like it, it is a demanding game.
3: I think that, and I don't know for sure. I, I've not read anything in any interviews that you know confirms this. But I think that Battletoads was made to capitalize on the rental market, you know, because let's face it, it was 1991. It's a little later in the Nintendo's life. Uh, video game rental stores are real big at this point, you know, in the mid eighties. Sure. There were rental stores, but like by the mid, by the early nineties, it was like becoming a, a, a very big market. Yeah. It was known to be a big market. And so I think that when they were making this game, they went with, like, oh, well, let's just go ahead and, you know, make it real difficult. Make it so that, you know, when you die, you go back to the start, so you have to, like, go through everything over again. It's not very easy to beat. And the one of the main reasons I, I think that that's very likely the case is when Battletoads was brought to Japan, uh, it was made easier. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that. It yeah. was just so strange. Right. I didn't think it was always the, the opposite. opposite. Yeah, it's always the opposite. What did
0: did they
3: do to make it easier? uh, They made it so that you get more, I think, more lives uh, and maybe more uh, you can take more damage, I think. Something of that nature. Uh, But keep in mind, uh, there are things like Final Fantasy IV, when that was brought to America as Final Fantasy II. They trimmed down the difficulty, simplified it. You know, Mega Man 2, they made an easy mode. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of cases where Japan had an easier game, and when they brought it to America, they made it difficult for the rental market. Yeah, that was big in the '90s, and I think that uh, Rare was capitalizing on that. And don't be wrong; I would have done the same
1: thing if I was making games back then. I'd have absolutely done the same thing. So let me ask you guys: When did you first play this, and how far did you end up getting? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> you know the answer to the second question. Um, turbo only Tunnel. Ever, only ever made it to the Turbo Tunnel. Turbo Tunnel. Yeah. Um, I played this as a kid and I would like, as a, as a kid, you know, you have that naiveness where you're like, um, you just play games, you don't really remember what you're playing, you just play them to experience them and i remember constantly forgetting how difficult battle toads is because i enjoyed the beginning of the game and then getting to the turbo tunnel and then being like crap now i remember why i stopped playing this game (laughs) and just tricking myself over and over again
3: i had a very similar but different experience where i rented it as a kid once maybe twice uh and i remembered I was like, when I would go to the video store, I remember seeing Battletoads and going, oh, man, yeah, that box art. And then I'd go, oh, wait, no, we're not dealing with that. Nah, not again. And so I, like, never played it again until years and years down the road, uh, like, with
1: the rise of, like, you know, emulation and stuff like that. Yeah. What so about you, uh, I don't. Like... So I've obviously made a pass to the triple-toner. I honestly don't understand like the issue a lot of people have with the triple tunnel it gets the game is much harder after that
0: oh it is uh, so i've watched a lot of speed runs of this game and the game is petty Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so there, there's 12 levels total i've made it to level nine which is the terra tubes that's the one where you're going through like the water tube system and there's like all these sharks and and uh spikes everywhere i can't get through that level I, I just have the hardest time and that's part of the when i said dragon Lair earlier there's these like cog wheels that follow you in certain areas and they'll trick you because you're supposed to avoid the wheel but then they'll make like these little like spots where you have to hide from the wheel as it's coming to the end and you don't know if it's going to go into that spot or not and you just die and you have to start that section over again yeah like chop said the game is petty the, the <laughs> game is just real petty
2: uh. It feels like
0: they, they Rare tried to develop um, different styles of games for every level as, like, an experiment. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you have that weird water level. You have those snake slash worm where you're crawling on them. You have, like, a vertical race level. You have a level that you're climbing around a rotating tower on platforms while hitting ghosts. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. So eccentric.
3: Yep. It, it is a very eclectic mix of genres. At, you know, at the start of the episode, I referred to it as like a platformer beat-em-up. And in a sense, yeah, that's right. But, you know, it doesn't really do the game that much justice because there's so many different genres thrown into the blender. And I don't think, after the, the early 90s, I don't think you see stuff like that very often in gaming moving forward.
0: No, I, I think this and, like, um, was it Ghosts and Goblins? Like, it's another really hard, hard game yeah. that's just, like, a crazy platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what other super difficult games on the NES. Um, Paperboy, to me, was super hard. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, I never I never got like, too much of Paperboy. Like, there's oh, just,
0: yeah. like, 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 ramps of difficulty, I feel like, in some of these games that could be part of the rental thing. Mm-hmm. Could also just be the developers wanting to make a challenging game. Like, you know, these days, people eat up Dark Souls-type games because of the difficulty. Yeah. So maybe it was just that they were way ahead of the curve on that, like, punishment game.
3: Well, I think that that's always been a part of gaming. The, the fact that, you know, you have developers who are probably pretty good at video games and they design it to be just be just enough like you know uh, uh how do i want to put this just enough that you can beat it like squeak by a victory and you know like heck look at uh, uh mario maker when I make Mario Maker levels, there are plenty that I was, would make that are so difficult, and I would just barely squeak by a victory to allow me to post it, and it would be like a, hey, can you beat that? Mind you, I can barely beat it, but can you beat that? And I think that there's a, a sick delight that I and developers have, where, you know, it's it's just a, a, a fun thing where you're like, well, it's beatable. But really,
0: they did that with like the Mega Man series, right? Wasn't there that story about the developers were forced to play the game Buster only, and had to beat the game Buster only? But if they like, if it was too easy, you know, or or does it not get hit or something like that, there was like a story out there about um, some of the Mega Man development that like they made it purposely difficult so that even the developers had to like overcome that challenge.
1: Yeah, but then I mean to Craig's point, I mean he he's right. I mean they, they make games purposely for that reason. I mean there's Kaizo Mario, oh yeah you know, there's uh, Meat Boy, which is super difficult, there's Celeste, like they make those games extremely difficult for that reason, where you die over and over and over and you know you have to force your way through and just squeak by like you said. Well what, Oh I was just to follow
3: up on your point there, Glitch. I I, I think you're right, but the, the big difference is nowadays in gaming, you know, they've realized that it's frustrating to have to go through what you've done already. And so, you know, you just, you're saved at what you've beaten so far. You know, yeah. there's really no games that send you all the way back and you <laughs> lose everything. But Battletoads and games like it from that era, Nintendo Hard, if if there is such a thing as Nintendo Hard, quote unquote. Uh, I, I feel like the developers at that time wanted your money and they didn't care enough. And so, you know, you, you end up with a game like uh, Battletoads, where you should be practicing the Turbo Tunnel over and over, like Glitch said, so that you can memorize the patterns so that you can beat that level and move on. But you can't, because then you start over. And, you know, like Chop said, it's it gets frustrating, and you get to a point where it's challenging, and you have to do everything over again to get to the part that you need to practice on, And you just don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. And the last thing I want to say, because I know we spent a lot of time talking about how hard the game is. uh, Most games, when you have a two-player, it's like, oh, this will make it so much easier. But no, it makes it so much harder. It's the worst. First off, off, you don't even know that it's two-player because there's no two-player option at the start of the game. You have to press start as the ship is coming in on the second controller to get two-player. And uh, unlike most games where one player dies, the other one can continue, like, you know, it, it it's one of those things where, like, you know, someone's more skilled than the other player, the skilled player can carry that person through to the next level and carry them on until he gets a game over. In this game, as soon as somebody gets a game over, it's game over for both you guys.
0: Yum. Yeah, it's, uh, and there's, there's friendly fire, I guess you could say. You uh-huh. can hate each other, pick up <laughs> each other, like in the turbo tunnel like you could totally cut your teammates rope and they'll just plummet (laughs) yeah it
3: it is so it's such a frustrating feature that they added because let's face it uh beat up co-op games are some of the most fun multiplayer games you could have in retro video games but not with battletoads that is not how this game works it is so frustrating
1: all right, so I got a little bit on the reception of the game. Oh, yeah. uh, in 2018, IGN rated it 40th in their 100 greatest NES games. Um, in Player Ready Player One, there was an avatar of one of the battle toads in the movie. Um, in 2020, they came out with a new game. I haven't played it yet. I haven't, I haven't downloaded. Either. But I hear it's not that great. Yeah, <laughs> that's that I'm somehow not surprised in the least. Uh, but still somehow really disappointed. Um, in 2013, Complex Magazine. You guys are familiar with them, right? Uh, the maybe best. A bit. Uh, yeah. They put it on their 10 hardest games. Uh, 2014 IGN also put it on their 10 hardest games of all time. Uh, 2017 Game Rant rates rated 8th in their 20 hardest games. But I'm suspicious about that one because they put Contra as number one, which is not hard at all.
3: I, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say Contra is an easy <laughs> no. game, uh, but Contra is beatable even without the extra
1: lives code. Yeah. But it also has uh, an extra life code. Yes, exactly. There is a way to beat that game. Uh, whereas Battletoads is impossible. I mean, we'll get into the speedrunning. It's obviously not impossible, but to basically, the average it's human impossible. Game, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say in, uh, if you guys remember, in 2011, 4chan ran a prank where uh, they would. Have members call Gold and Silver Pawn Shop from the Pawn Star Show and ask them, Do you have Battletoads over and over and over, driving everyone crazy? And they would record the phone calls and throw them up on YouTube and stuff. Do you guys remember that? I do. No, yeah. I don't. That was like one of the greatest memes. I'll have to uh, look that up. Later. It was kind of mean. It was very mean. It, was,
2: <laughs> You know,
3: because then they started doing it like, you know, people would do it to GameStop, they'd do it to like, stores yep. that don't sell video games it was this giant craze in pranking people for a while but i guess as far as pranks go do you have Battle Toads? is better than you know pranks where it's like you know blah 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 someone you love is hurt like you know or what are you gonna do
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah but that's 4chan for you <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's true yeah 4, 4chan's uh, a unique wallflower and-
1: and actually, in the 2020 game, you actually get the achievement "Do you have battle just for starting the game.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's
1: pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. That's that's charming. Uh, so, Chops, what did you find with
0: speedrunning? Um, well, I didn't do any specific research on it because I've just I've watched a ton of speedruns on it. Okay. Um, I, I will say that. <laughs> so there's a there's a runner called the Mexican Runner. Who has been known to have beaten every single NES game that's been released. It was like it's like his thing. And he has beaten every single NES game. Yeah, is he from Norway? He is, Norway? He is, is he... no he's he's a Spanish born who lives in Switzerland or Sweden.
3: Oh, I wasn't too right? far off.
0: I can't remember. Yeah, he's got know. both like he's got like a Spanish ethnicity and then like a Norwegian type ethnicity in there somewhere. And he speaks both languages and he, but he doesn't live in, I, I don't know if he lives in either of those places. Uh, like, I, it's, I can't remember.
3: I I mean, kudos to the Mexican runner. Uh, I I was just joking and uh, I've been shown.
2: Yeah. No, to go yeah. On. yeah. He walked oh, right into that.
1: In tops. Yeah. He has a Guinness world record for, for doing that, beating all the yeah. NES games.
0: And so, so Battletoads has a ton of categories. There's like any percent. There's a Warpless%, percent. There's co-op, any percent co-op. There's just so much going on with this game. But um, I will say that uh, he is probably the the greatest runner of this game that I've seen. Even though he doesn't have the world record for it. But what, Craig? Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
1: He has it in the warpless category. Yeah.
0: he Well, yeah, he has, and he has a category for, it. but Greg, mm-hmm. like again, this is one of those speed runs where it's down to the milliseconds.
3: Oh, wow. on,
0: on placing. Um, like they have to measure it at that level because it is just so competitive and it's because it's a hard game. That's why, that's why I think it's so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, the glitch I want to point out shared with me a video uh, from AGDQ 2019 of um, the Mexican runner, and I'm blanking on his name right now. JC. JC, who's another big speedrunner.
1: Yeah, it's basically the two of them and uh, a guy named X-Ray. Who I'm not too familiar with. He's the one who has the current 80 percent record. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, it's TMR and JC. They've been they've been running together. They got the co-op records together. Like, they're basically the two
0: guys and it's and it's them running the turbo tunnel level craig mhm blindfolded
3: <laughs> i mean in co-op
0: in co-op
3: i know that that it's all about memorization so you know all right that that stands to reason but there is something incredibly impressive about co-op blindfolded battle toads turbo tunnel yeah speed run
0: yeah it just it it is Completely solidifies the fact that, like, if you're a speedrunner and you can beat Battletoads, I guarantee you, you could probably beat any game, any game out there. Probably,
1: yeah. I yeah, can probably. See that. I would, I would agree to that. <laughs>
0: um, but, but yeah, the the game, you know, there's those warpless. There's the warp categories where, like, I think there's a warp in level one that takes you to uh, turbo tunnels, right? Yep. And yep. then there's a warp in the turbo tunnels uh, that you can get that'll take you to the sewers snake or pit. the snake pit. Okay. Oh no, no, it's um,
1: uh. It is the Surf City.
0: Surf City, okay. But there's also, like...
1: There's there's one in the Snake Tunnel, which will take you to Intruder uh, Excluder.
0: Yeah, so there's abilities to, if you can get these warps, to Mm -hmm. help out a lot. But you still have to execute on these runs. So, uh, Glitch, why don't you go over a few of the glitches that you can do in the game um, as you're speedrunning it. So people can know, like... I don't know. There's just so much skill involved.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of glitches in the game. And uh, just real quick before we leave speedrunning, there was a, a runner back in the day. His name was PJ. And if you watch some of the like early runs of Battletoads at like, AGDQ, mm-hmm. uh, PJ's always like the announcer. His record from 10 years ago was 17 minutes and 8 seconds. So yeah. imagine if he was continually running that game still today, he would probably be one of the top contenders. But he just yeah. kind of like 10 years ago was like, all right, I'm done with this game. I don't want to touch it anymore. <laughs> I don't blame him much. And honestly, ten years ago, it's only gone up uh uh five minutes. Which yeah, I, I think in a ten year period that's that's very little for a game the, like
0: that. The warpless, the, the no warp one, any percent run is twelve minutes, thirty-three seconds, seven hundred and fifty-three milliseconds. And then the warpless category with Mexican runners at twenty three minutes and forty two seconds.
2: Yeah.
0: And like I as a kid, like twenty-three minutes it, I think it took me to die six times in the turbo. Like <laughs>
1: And there is something in the Turbo Tunnel called Wrong Warp.
2: Yeah, that's and a cool.
1: This is like a separate category. It it basically sends you to the end credits. So it like is really? it is very much possible yeah. to beat the game in three minutes and nine seconds, which is the the record for that category.
0: That's a fun run to watch if yeah. you ever want, want to see it, Craig. It's a yeah. fun one.
1: And it is allowed in the Warpless Percent because there's a way to do the glitch in that level that sends you to the end of turbo tunnel and not like further into the game so they consider it as warpless because you do get to the end of the level technically huh um and
0: it's a weird like dying kind of strategy like yeah as
1: soon as you my kind of strategy dying yeah as soon as you get in the car you have to go backwards and it sends you under the floor of the stage and then when you reappear it kind of doesn't know what to do with you so when you die it just like it's like, I don't know, and just throws you wherever. <laughs> but if you do in specific spots and pause on a certain frame, it will send you to where you need to go. Weird. Um, and so just real quick, because speedrunning I knew about, um, but I had never like, really gone into it. And I remember one day I was at home, and I was like, man, I wonder if anyone's ever beaten Battletoads co-op. And so I'm I'm on YouTube, and I'm searching it, and this is uh, February of 2015, I discovered Games Done Quick. I had no idea what it was, and it was the run of TMR and JC running the game co-op. They had just done it that year. And that was
0: that, that was they got the world record that in that run or no?
1: Uh, not in that run, but oh. that was that was the first time I was exposed to Games Done Quick, and it's been a delight to know that it it exists since then. Yes.
2: Well, that's fine. Um,
1: and then, so yeah, glitches. So there's the wrong warp one, which I just mentioned. Uh, there's two different versions. In the Arctic Caverns, there's a section where you can take an, an um, intentional hit. And in the game, there, there are iframes, which are invisibility frames. So like in Mega Man, when you get hit, and you can walk on the spikes for a little bit. Yeah. And you don't die. Like, that's what iframes are. In this game, there's a very small amount of them. And you can squeeze between a, a spike and a floor and it sends you, you know, pretty far into the level, which is really useful in the speed running. Um, in Intruder Excluder, uh, in co-op, uh, if you get hit by one, if two, the second player gets hit by one of the slimes and the first person, first player picks them up and then gets hit by one of the slimes, when you shake it off, uh, you're still holding player two, but it doesn't realize you are and you can just complete the rest of the level holding player two, and it makes it way easier for co-op. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, In the Terra Tubes, if you jump at the start of the level, you can actually go out of bounds and swim through almost half of the level.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm. Um, In Rat Race, which is probably the most useful glitch in the game, uh, because Rat Race is extremely hard. In that level, you have to run through all these, like you're going down uh, floors, and you have to beat this rash that, uh, rash, if you have to beat this rat that's racing you, and kick a bomb before it gets to it. Uh, if you pick up the second player and jump, it'll send you right to the end of the stage. Oh, I don't really? know why. <laughs> it just, it, when it puts you out of bounds, you have to throw the player back in right before you get to the bottom, and that's you'll, it'll put you right to the end of the level. Uh, and then the last thing I want to say is uh, there is a bug in Winger Clinger, which is the one that Chops talked about where you ride the unicycle. The second player actually cannot beat that level. There's a bug in the game where the controller doesn't work. So the second player has to actually die in game yep. over, then let player one complete the level and then join before the next level starts. What? So the the game is technically impossible to beat co-op because you can't beat that stage in two player. But in the category they consider that is the, you know, it's, it's the game's issue, not the player.
0: Right. I mean, um, that's
1: and- true. And one more thing, uh, on the back of the box, there's a screenshot of a stage that looks like the Turbo Tunnel, but you're riding like, a steamroller, and it was originally in the game, it was coded as one of the stages, but uh, towards end of development, they pulled it out and added the level where you're in the spaceship, because they thought it was too similar to Turbo Tunnel. Oh, I never knew yeah. that. Interesting. And yeah. I mean, the game is extremely extremely glitchy yeah it sure sounds i enjoy a lot
3: well guys i tell you what uh let's go ahead and take a brief pause to hear a word from one of our partners and then we'll jump into the music
4: imagine being stuck in a room for days far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared now, imagine being in that same room, but having access to online gaming, virtual reality, 3D printing, Lego robotics, and the ability to create your own Twitch channel. At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to Tiltify.com slash That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation or, if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit Tiltify.com slash Mott children and play for the little victors.
3: Okay. So, first up, the first song we have... uh, Well, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. We mentioned earlier uh, that the music was composed by David Wise, uh, who has also worked on Wizards and Warriors, Marvel Madness, Snake Rattle and Roll, Solar Jetman, Hunt for the Golden Warship, Super RC Pro-Am, all three Donkey Kong Country games, and most recently, Yooka-Laylee. He has a a super solid lineup of uh, his work. And Battletoads is no exception. Uh, The first song that we want to play for you, uh, we won't play a lot of it. It's just the pause beat theme. So when you hit pause, you get to hear this. And honestly, it might have one of the best pause sound effects for just about any game, with the exception of Bushido Blade. Uh, Let's go ahead and give this a listen. And that is the pause theme.
0: So good. Right. It feels like someone being punched over and over again.
3: <laughs> it's so fitting for battletoads. I even stopped playing it on my end. It's still playing. No, yeah, it's it's it I, I would be listening to it uh as well if I could right now. But we have uh another theme to listen to. So the second theme we have uh is uh gonna give chops and i a little bit of ptsd this is turbo tunnel part two let's go ahead and give it a listen being such a frustrating uh part of the game the turbo tunnel the music is great
0: it's weird the music does a mix of music and like sound effects of the environment so like the the way this song starts out it sounds like the like uh, the puttering of an engine which remind which Mm -hmm. i always thought was the puttering of the the bikes and then like in the turbo tunnel, the first part, it starts out when you're going down the tunnel with this rope, it starts out with it, which I always thought was just the sound effect of the them going down, but it's part of the song. So it's really weird that they they mix these like environment sounds with music to create a complete set piece. Uh, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. It just, I find it very uh, interesting and it, and it makes me happy. I don't know why.
3: Yeah, David Weiss did a, a really good job with the, the soundtrack and, you know, like you said, Chops, like
1: kind of blending in the environment, so to speak. Guys, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I know you moved on to the next song, but I'm still listening to the pause music.
2: <laughs>
1: well, you can go ahead and keep on listening to what you want, Glitch,
3: because uh, Chops and I, uh, this is a song we both were excited to uh, listen to. This is the uh, theme of the Arctic Cavern. Let's go ahead and give this a listen. About my favorite of the uh, uh, the themes here in Battletoads, I really like the Arctic Cavern.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I like the part where it goes. That's <laughs> enough out of you glitch.
0: <laughs> well, now now we're gonna play Glitch's favorite song, right?
1: I uh, the pause music you
0: your Real favorite song. Oh.
1: Yeah, let's uh,
3: give this theme a listen. I. Uh, it's Rat Race, but don't tell Glitch. Uh, I I might have skipped out on playing that song uh, until Glitch was like why would you choose that song? It's terrible. And I was like
1: "Oh yeah, we're going to listen to that as the last song now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if I had actually made it to that stage I would have even more anxiety from listening to that but I, I don't oh, yeah. care. It's but perfect
0: it's... for the what you have to do. It's just like a torrent of weird sounds, anxiety, yeah. high paced. Uh, uh, insanity and just goofiness. I love it. Yeah. Uh,
3: so that is the music as composed by David Wise. Now, yeah. uh, the, the soundtrack is great, but guys, what are your final thoughts when it comes to Battletoads? Chops?
0: It's a difficult game, and I think for me... I got as much watching a speed run of it, 100% run of it, mm-hmm. uh, as I think I would have gotten playing it, because I don't think I'd ever beat the game. <laughs> Never will I ever beat that game. Um, and so, just to see it get destroyed by speedrunners is so satisfying. But also, it's cool to see the rest of the levels. So, I highly recommend people check out the speedruns of it, so you can see the full game and appreciate it in all its glory. But also. I mean, unless you're a glutton for punishment, don't waste your time playing. <laughs> glutton, how about you?
1: Uh, I mean, it, it technically introduced me to the world of speedrunning. I I really didn't dive into it before I found that video on YouTube. I was, you know, I, I was introduced to TMR, who is an amazing speedrunner. I mean, he is the quintessential, you know, NES runner. Um, and uh, I think one day I would love for the four of us. To like do a playthrough of this game on like Unlimited Lives and see how, how far and how long it would take us to beat this game. I feel like that would be a ton of fun. Uh but uh
3: yeah, no, the Battletoads is one of the most kind of classic Nintendo games out there. Maybe not because it's like one of the best. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's like a top 10 Nintendo game uh by any stretch. But I do think that it's absolutely worth playing to experience that "quote unquote" Nintendo hard yeah. yourself to see, and uh, it, guys, it's it's normal that, uh, you know, when we were younger, that we had a crush on the Dark Queen, right? Like, oh yeah, that was
0: that's the fact that it was like Elmira? yeah, sure.
3: Okay, good. I'm glad I am not uh, some kind of uh, lone Elvira.
0: weirdo. So. Elvira, I apologize. Elvira,
3: Elvira, Elvira. Elvira yes. Uh, so that was Battletoads for the Nintendo. Let's go ahead and jump on into our retro rewind.
1: Ready to go back in time? It's retro rewind. Grand Theft Auto
4: 3. I'll get into CDI, starting at two ninety nine. <sighs> Say it. Say it. To to the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.
3: So this game came out on June 1st, 1991, and I have a, a news story from the Detroit Free Press. So. Uh, we record out of the uh, metro Detroit area, and I have access to uh, old free presses. Uh, I have a, a, a you know storage facility just filled with them. Took me <laughs> a bit to find 1991, uh, but I, uh, I, I found a, a really small story that I think you two will appreciate. This is very specific to the Detroit area, but I couldn't help but bring it up. So uh. on June 1st, 1991... Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick, was currently running for the Detroit City Council. Does that name sound familiar?
1: It does. It sure does.
3: That is the mother of Kwame Kilpatrick, who eventually, years from then, would become mayor of Detroit, and on uh, uh, October 10th, 2013, went to prison, sentenced for 28 years, convicted of 24 federal felonies mail fraud wire fraud racketeering uh he be- he went down as one of the the most known uh corrupt Det- uh mayors of detroit and uh when i saw that article i was just like oh, why does that name sound familiar and i read the story <laughs> and it was like raised two sons and I, or raised two kids and i was like who are kids i don't re- like that name is familiar but she isn't that familiar And yes, uh, uh, the mother of Kwame Kilpatrick, who is a, you know, she became like a senator and stuff. So, I mean, she had her own political career. Uh, But yes, uh, the woman who raised Kwame Kilpatrick uh, was in the uh, Detroit Free Press that day. And I I just knew I had to share it with you guys. Didn't he get released
1: recently?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't believe so, but but,
1: but
3: maybe. Maybe, I I don't know. Well, it could have been, I know some... Uh, people, especially high-profile prisoners, have been on like temporary release because of COVID. Uh, so it might be something like that, you know. But I don't think he was fully released. Uh, Chops, what do you have for us in the uh, Retro Rewind?
0: Um, I looked up toys of
3: 1991.
0: Ooh! And some of that are just going to make... The, hit that nostalgia button for you. Do you remember... Uh-huh the fisher price tool set toys where it had like the blue handled drill with like uh the drill bit and it had the block of wood with the pre-cut holes in it i never
3: had it but i remember that
0: yeah yeah so that's one toy that i remember vividly as a kid playing with um happy meal toys around that time they had the i think it was tiny tunes racers where like it had like the the duck the green duck and they had like the car was so, like duck. Duck, a yes. so like the wheels were like different things and the base of the car was a different body <laughs> um i remember
3: those tiny tunes mcdonald's toys i had a yeah. few
0: um other popular toys my pal 2 do you remember my pal 2 he what was, like, the robot with, like, the clear face and the yes! red hair. <laughs> my cousin had that, I think. What? Yes. yes. so creepy. He is creepy looking. I will I will post a picture here for you uh, Steve, in our chat. Why don't you love me,
1: Glitch?
0: Uh, oh, well, let me post this. In the I need room.
1: Tungsten to live.
0: You'll have to look it up. Um, and, I'm and, your uh, pal. Uh, other um notable toys in that year was a uh Bart versus the Space Mutants handheld video game.
3: The Tiger Electronic?
2: Yes. The oh, Tiger Electronic.
1: So bad.
2: There is if a that game
1: of, wasn't as if that game wasn't bad enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
0: There's a lot of great toys in 1991 just so you know, f- especially from fast food places, I will tell you. For oh. that whole year, a ton of great fast food toys.
3: There there were, uh, I I had collected quite a lot of fast food Happy Meal toys, because yeah, in the early 90s, they were solid. They were good.
0: And the Ninja Turtles were super popular at this time, so like <laughs> they had like the Firefighter Donatello <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> turtle. <laughs> They had, like, all sorts of weird ones, and, and X-Men toys, because uh, Marvel was doing their toy biz line, you know? So oh, they had, yeah. like, Marvel was big, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of amazing toys. Captain Planet, Captain Planet toys are so good.
3: Yeah, the, the I remember Captain Planet coming out around that time. Uh, but, yeah, you were right, The it, and I'm glad you brought it up for this episode. The amount of Turtles toys was belligerent. Okay, oh, it was everywhere. Like, I liked the Turtles okay. Like, they weren't my favorite toy or cartoon line or whatever, but uh, I liked them okay. But there were, I would argue, too many Turtles toys.
0: <laughs> I just found one Grand Slam Ralph. Ralph, oh, Ralph so had a baseball outfit <laughs> In his hand. Anything God, I for a might buck.
1: Have, I might have had that one. That sounds so familiar. <laughs> I know I had so one, weird. like... In the, the, when the third movie came out, they were all like uh, karate outfits. Like, yep. I remember I had that collection.
0: <laughs> Just the transforming ones where they like go into a turtle shell and be a turtle and then uh, fold out no? and be standing up. Yep. Yeah. I made I yeah. a
3: lot of the enemy turtle, like the bad guy toys because I was using them for other
0: things. What? Remember the shredder one with all the spiky, like, um things you would put on him? His shoulder pads and his, like, shin guards.
3: Oh, but I think that was the super shredder. Fidiot, Shutter,
0: right? Shutter,
3: yeah, yes, yeah yeah that
1: was sweet uh but uh Glitch, how about for you what did you look up for uh our retro rewind yeah so i pulled up notable games that came out that month uh so we'll start in japan uh surprisingly they didn't get a lot that month i i mean they had the snes was already out for them not mm-hmm. for us unfortunately um so, but they got ninja gaiden 3 for the Famicom. Ooh. uh wise 3 if oh, i'm saying that cool. right for uh, the yes. SNES. East. East. East 3. Yep. Uh, and Bomberman for the Famicom came out. Um, in North America, we got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, the greatest soccer game ever made. Uh, Nintendo World Cup for the NES. Not Super Techno Soccer Japan. with Donald Trump? No, 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 no. Techno's Japan's <laughs> World Wait, Cup. But? What about Super Soccer? Have you never seen the cover to Super Soccer? The guy no. looks like Donald Trump. Yeah, the guy, the goalie yeah. in the net looks a lot like Donald Trump. It's so oh, sad.
0: I'm gonna look us up now. Yeah. Uh please uh, do,
1: and then I'm sorry you had to look at that. Uh we also got uninvited on the twenty seventh on the NES. Bo Jacksons two and one. If you guys remember that on the Game Boy. Bo Jackson. Did oh you guys play that for a retro relapse? I was so disappointed it wasn't the combination of both football and baseball. It was oh, just... I was so <laughs> sad. Bodo's
0: so uh, Bo both of
3: those sports so
1: well. Uh, We also got Scat, which you guys played for uh, Retro Relapse um, on the NES. Oh, base yeah. Wars on the NES. And I love Base Wars. Yeah, it's a great game. And we also got Phantasy Star 2 for the Sega Genesis. Wow,
3: that is... uh. uh... I mean, Fantasy Star 2 alone is, is a solid game, so all those others thrown in, that's great. That's a solid lineup. Did I say two? I meant three, sorry. It's Fantasy Star 3. Fantasy Star 3? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, even better. Shoot. Uh, the Fantasy Star series just got better as the games went on. Uh, but guys, would yeah. you like to jump in to
1: our music bracket? Uh, I would, because it's an all Mega Man music bracket, which means it's the best bracket we've ever done. <laughs> Take You're that to British one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, let's go ahead and
3: chat about our music bracket, because today we have what might be the most difficult matchup we've ever had in any of our brackets, and we're counting finals. This is such a difficult one, and it's the first round.
0: We're going to be saying that a lot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But I think this one's especially tough. Both of these games are from Mega Man 3. Composed by Yasuaki Fujita and Harumi Fujita, Mega Man 3 has, I think, some of the best music for the Mega Man series. And so we have two juggernauts battling against each other. Uh let's go ahead and just dive right into our first one. This is Sparkman's theme. <laughs>
1: awesome theme yeah i when you start that level there's that enemy like with the eyeball and the two legs that kind of like walks around uh-huh. like I, I always thought he was like dancing to the music anytime i started that level <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely.
0: <laughs> and this is, is that this is a stage where like the lights go out right
1: uh i you know for some reason i'm blanking on that you might be right <laughs> I, I i might be thinking of Brightman man a little bit
0: whether you shoot the guy and that's the grenade and he'll light up or there's the firework guy or am i thinking oh
3: you're thinking of uh the next theme we're about to listen to
0: oh okay
3: (laughs) really Uh, i'm pretty sure shadow man's theme or shadow man's level has the grenade guys at least he has
2: oh yes that's that's probably what i'm thinking of
3: let's that's a perfect segue and you didn't even know it chops let's give it a listen
1: to choose
0: they're both so good
1: yeah the that bass at the beginning it's amazing and then you're like all right I'm feeling this song I'm feeling it and then it has that little like melody at the end it just kick, it makes it so much better yeah it's both of these things are
3: great and I, I I'm having a really difficult time uh, choosing what we uh, uh, what I'd like to do but for all our listeners who know their decision and they're ready to vote we have four different ways for them to do so. First up, we have our Facebook group. If you ask to get uh, invited in, we'll let you in, and uh, every week you have your uh, votes there. On our Twitter account, you can go ahead and jump on there, and we have the vote uh, there every week. We also, in our Discord, if you go to GameZillaMedia.com, there's a link to join our Discord. We have a Legend of Retro channel, and every week we're gonna have the uh, uh, votes there as well. And then finally, so long as you're a member of Patreon, as little as $1 a month, uh, you can go ahead and vote there as well. That's patreon.com slash media. And uh,
0: Glitch, what else can uh, our uh,
1: patrons do over at uh, patreon.com slash media. Yeah. yeah, so with that dollar, you get that bonus vote, but you also get access to our show State of the Zilla. So here at Gamezilla Media, we have a network of shows, five different shows with all, a whole bunch of people. Uh, for State of the Zilla, you know, a couple of us get together. We talk about things that are shows don't cover. So you know, it's not about action movies. It's not about retro games. It's about you know, toys, childhood, cartoons, whatever. What do we feel like talking about that week? Manga. You know, we we cover it all. You know, it's a great value for a dollar. But if you're generous enough to give us five dollars, you get so much more content. Uh, each of our five shows. Have an additional show you can listen to. So at Last Action Podcast, they have their post credit scene. Here at Legend Retro, we have our Game Shark. So you know, last week if you listen to our draft, you'll know exactly who picked Shadow Man and who picked Spark Man for the bracket. Um, we also do our Retro Relapses. Gamesilla Podcast, they have their Muster Bust, where they talk about what games are coming out that month, which ones you should get, which ones you shouldn't. Um, and then Noobs and Dragons has their Behind the DM. Because uh, it's our D&D show. They you know they talk about what's going on with the show, how their characters got created, things like that. It's such a great value. And you get everything from the previous month. So it's not just that month. It's everything that we've ever given out in the two and a half, almost years that we've been doing this. So it's a
0: lot of content.
1: And I do want to say thank you to our newest patron, Jarlith. Uh, thank you so much for becoming a member. We appreciate that so much.
0: Yeah. Also, it's important to remember that when you sign up for Patreon, that you join our Discord. Let us know, you know, what show that you're, you really liked or what pulled you in um that we know you're a patron member that'd be really important and that uh you're there to hear the glitch rap because we are <laughs> still waiting on like one more person I think to join Patreon and say they're here for the glitch rap that we need to hear I do need to hear that
1: uh one more thing to mention just recently we completed a community play of Earthbound so a bunch of us got together mm-hmm. We agreed to do like a start date where 12 of us started Earthbound. Well, you know, we completed it. We had like checkpoints that Craig and Xander worked out and it was very successful and we plan to do another one. So if you want to join in on that, we haven't picked out the game yet, but go to our discord. Uh, the link that Craig said earlier, join there. There's a community play ta- uh, channel and we discuss the games and what we're doing. It's all spoiler free stuff. So you can experience a, you know a game you've never played for the first time with a bunch of other people. The
0: High Council has spoken!
3: (laughs) Uh, Guys, I've had a lot of fun talking about Battletoads and going through our bracket, our retro rewind. Always a blast, but I think it's about time for us to hit the old dusty trail. We'll see y'all next time when the legend legend
0: continues. continues.